Sorry to pause the game, but I'm Blaster Master. And I'm Master Higgins. Higgins, Diane Feinstein is in the news once again saying that video games can be a simulator for murderers. When's the last time you simulated a murder? Is it the day that ends in wash? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I just got done playing Bioshock. Let me tell you about some killing, okay? I had a three hook on my hand, and I was jamming it into people's faces. It was awful. Simulating okay? murder. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Let's get started. You got it. Well, you see... Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have Adam Orth taking a hike. We also have Bethesda defending itself against Day One DLC, as well as the creator of Minecraft getting a lot of respect. But we start off today with Crytek's president, Tom McShay, saying that graphics and artwork are 60% of all video games that are now being produced. What do you think of this, Mr. Higgins? To be clear, he means 60% of the gameplay is driven from the graphics. Now, this is coming from the guy that makes Crisis. Crisis being the game from the get-go. Crisis 1 was built so that it became a benchmark. Mm-hmm. These guys know graphics. They know all the things about graphics. Um, he goes on to mention a lot of things about how you have to have $100 million teams now because you have to have these glorious-looking games to build content. Well, at the same time, you know, Crisis was built for a PC, okay, for a gaming PC. And yes. if I remember correctly... You, there was no PC when it came out that could play it on the high settings, okay? So uh, what I don't understand, obviously, if I remember correctly, his quote was, if they don't believe graphics drive a game, play Crisis 3, okay? So not only are we plugging our own game, which is really just shameless, okay? Shameless plug. But ultimately, I cannot believe in this. I came from... Uh, now, graphics can be beautiful, but I come from an era where... The graphics, of course, didn't drive the game. They couldn't, okay? But they had such great storyline that that's what drove the game. I mean, if you take a lot, a lot of the early Final Fantasies or, you know, anything like that, any, any RPG like that, the, it's the story that always drives the game, not necessarily the, the graphical content. I remember the big deal, too, though, when Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that came out and people were just getting blown away by trailers and seeing cutscenes and stuff. And now you've got games like Metal Gear Solid, which will have eight hours of cutscene alone just to drive the scene. Sure. So to me, there is still some aspect to it that, yes, you've got to have the graphics for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point I'd like to make, uh, one of my favorite examples is Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all remember the wildly successful Wind Waker for the GameCube. Yeah. What if that game had looked like Ocarina of Time? It would have looked a little bit more different. I mean, it would have been a darker game. Instead, you're a child... In a child's world. Uh, granted, now uh, talking in terms of graphics as art, then yes, I mean that art is always going to drive a game. I mean, look at look at Skyrim. Uh, the Absolutely. first time, uh, look, stunning. Yeah, if I once I crested uh, the first hill in Skyrim, I saw the mountain range and just the mist around it. Incredible artwork, incredible. Mm-hmm. Dragon lands next to you, and you can see that he's upset that you're there. <laughs> yeah, no, you know so you've made a mistake. So obviously. Um, I can understand where he's coming from from an artwork, perf- uh, you know, stance, but uh, ultimately, as, as for graphics, just completely driving game, I have to disagree. I have to agree, so I'm going to move on. But let's go to the segment, R&R Releases and Reveals. Reveals. We're going to jump into it. First off, the big one everybody really wants to see on our side anyway, especially if you like the old too-hard-to-beat kind of games. Yeah. Dark Souls 2. Oh, my goodness. Exciting times. It's the next one. Uh, Going to crank it all the way up? Oh, of course. At, at this juncture, I mean, if you don't crank it all the way up, uh, all the way to the, the hardest difficulty, again, 
there's no reason for you to play the game. Agreed. Okay? A game like this that prides itself on its difficulty and prides itself on literally crushing the life out of the player, come on, you gotta you gotta crank up the difficulty. Now we did come from the generation of games that were that's just cripplingly games. hard. That's playing games. That's just playing games. Yeah, they were hard to do. Yeah, I mean, but. back in the day, I mean, uh, you, you talk about games like, I mean, if you even take the the original Super Mario Brothers, okay. That was a hard game. Right. I mean, especially for five for a five or six year old. Right. That was cripplingly difficult. Now, those of you that will say it's not, remember you've been playing it for twenty years yeah. to master this game. Absolutely. That's what's happened. That's memorization. Okay. That's what that is. I mean, I can memorize times tables as much as I want, but it's gonna take me a while. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, but how bad do you want to see Wonder Woman get punched right in the <sighs> gut? By Batman, and then run over with a Batmobile. Which is amusing, because uh, amusing. here comes Injustice 2, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us, excuse me, uh, which is based off the DC Universe, and uh, also has a comic written about it, is, if, is if I'm not Absolutely, mistaken, right? uh, they decided to release a comic t- showing the storyline up to the events happening in Gods Among Us, uh, showing the corruption of Superman and all that. I won't make any reveals for it, please go read the comic, it's fantastic, sure. worth read. Uh, but it definitely gives you an idea of why all of a sudden all of DC is fighting each other. Yeah, and I've seen trailers. I've I've seen gameplay trailers. It looks really exciting to play. Are you kidding me? They punch someone through five separate buildings in one fight. Come I mean, on. I can't wait. Aquaman just launching somebody yeah. with a title. We actually want to play Aquaman. Yeah, now. I, mean, I mean that's what has happened. That here. that it's that literally happened. made Aquaman legit. I mean, and I didn't know that was possible. Neither did I. Neither did I. And our last release is <laughs> going to be the uh, Black Ops 2 Uprising, which I think we both agree at this time is one of the lamest premises um, that I've ever heard of. Uh, basically, you know what? If I wanted to play Left 4 Dead, I would. But we're going to be mobsters stuck in Alcatraz. Okay. With zombies? Uh, with zombies. Okay. But well. not Left 4 Dead, because Left 4 Dead had four guys that were surviving. Oh. But they okay. were in a city. Okay. So, it's, mm. so it's different then. Mm. It's different. Mm. This is blatant plagiarism. That's what this is. Okay? I mean, <laughs> let's... let's Let's not call it so much plagiarism. We'll just say they really like somebody else's idea and wanted their own too. That's all that is. Carry on. Moving on. Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda decided that um, it was going to completely utterly defend itself. The the creators of the Elder Scrolls uh, decided to defend itself against day one downloadable content, um, saying that. Players don't really understand what really goes into the development process and how much they are pushed and how much that they want to release but don't get the chance. Um, I know we are two different minds on this. Um, ultimately, I think if I drop $60 on a game, I should get the whole game. The whole game and nothing but the game. Okay. Now, at the same token, I understand downloadable content for weapons or extras or stuff like that, but if you're going to do a whole side mission or a whole expansion, why is that not my game when I buy it for the $60? Let's consider the games it's coming from, though. Fallout 3, uh, Skyrim, games like this. These were huge when they came out because they spend years pumping time into this kind of stuff. The reason I like day one downloadable content is that nobody's going to beat this game except for the two guys that just really have to show off that they beat Skyrim in 30 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, look. All it, right. It, so give them the option to do it. But, I mean, it's the same... Th- the point I'd like to make about it 
How many special edition games come out anymore, though? At the same token, yet special editions don't even. A lot of them don't even. It's downloadable content. Uh, great, they they come a, a lot of them come with the downloadable content, the collector's editions. But again, that's ninety dollars. That's a lot of money. Which is okay. what people were spending on those editions already. People oh. that pre-ordered games spent the extra fifteen bucks to get those extra game packs. Why not make it an option instead of having to pre-order it? Why not buy it after it now that we know it's worth buying? All, all I know is before downloadable content, when you bought a game, you didn't have to worry about, you know, oh, I, I hope I get all the missions. Oh, man, there's, there's, I get the idea of episodic content, okay? I get the idea that, especially if it's a game like The Walking Dead, right? okay, which I've heard is a terrific game. It is. Okay? It's fantastic. Um, but with a game, let's say, let's take Mass Effect 3, Okay. Mass Effect 3 was a fantastic game, save for the last 10 minutes. We won't talk about it in case nobody's played it. Still a good game. Okay, still a fantastic game. However, really, all that episodic content was added afterwards. Okay, you couldn't include that in the game? I don't understand. They spent years, years developing this title. And now you're you're gonna squeeze me for more money. You're gonna you're gonna squeeze my you know my gluons for more money. I I, I just don't understand. Well, I mean, it kind of ties back to what we started talking about too. Is that people hate these AAA content games because you got to spend 150 million dollars just to get a, co- a team to build these things for you, and then that's it. That's all you're gonna get is you're gonna hope really good for a big release. You can't. That's what games are doing the DLC for. Well, that goes back to what we were talking about with graphics driving content. Maybe, you know, if the graphics weren't so powerful, they wouldn't have to worry about it. Hmm. Let's start doing mm-hmm. gameplay and stop doing graphics. Yeah. That'll never happen. How about, how about that? That'll never happen. But let's talk a little bit more about what happens when you run your mouth <laughs> on Twitter like you ought probably not to do. Yeah. Got well, more. Let's, let's. If you're going to go on Twitter... And you're going to be an executive for a company. Maybe just stop twittering. Just let's not even do it. I, I, ultimately, Adam Orth is is his problem is his own problems. He did it to himself. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, Adam Orth was a Microsoft executive that decided to when the rumor came out about the Xbox 720 being constantly having to be connected to the internet, and people started to complain about it. He decided to post on Twitter saying, "Hey." Uh, Everything your phone's always on. Hashtag deal with it. Okay. Hashtag. Hashtag deal with it. Deal with Look, it. if I'm me or you're you, we can say that kind of stuff. Okay? Right. And but we not, do. And we do. We do it every day. Because okay. Yeah. And we can do that. Yeah. But you can't be a professional in public. No. When you're running a company. You can't do that. You can't do that. However, but you know, now if I remember correctly, he was just. "Quote unquote," no longer with the company. Right. I no. Yeah. No. No one. I, I imagine he was forced to resign. I mean, Microsoft tends to get. I mean, any publicity is good publicity, but I doubt they want that uh, on their, you know, on their resume right uh, now. Clearly, they you didn't, know? and said maybe it's yes, yeah, maybe maybe it's time for you to go. Ultimately, this this is not huge news. However, you know, I kind of expected this when you when you say something like that in a public forum. And you're that high up on the, the food chain in the company. Gotta go. You gotta go. I mean, the, the company is immediately gonna look for its own interests. Mm. So, um, similar news of executives yeah. running their mouths on public. Um, yeah, so uh, our next topic is gonna be apparently EA 
Shocker, once again, in the news. However, this time not for something that they completely screwed up, but also that um, it's for something that they decided to, quote-unquote, streamline uh, their company by layoffs, which uh, all told included about 300 people, right? Uh, oh, just short of, just short of. Yeah. So looking at, they, they ballparked it at about 60 to 70 permanent employees, uh, the bigger number being third-party contacts and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. up to about 100 of those. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've been streamlined before. Yes. And I didn't feel more efficient. Okay? I certainly didn't. I, I, I've, been, I've been streamlined uh, twice. And, z- yeah, exactly. What Kirby is doing right now, gesticulating, that's exactly how I felt. Okay. Yes. However, um, layoffs at EA. Honestly, this is not a surprise with the amount of bad press a they've been getting and the amount of bad reviews they've been getting. I believe SimCity's all told got a five overall. Still made money, That's which is thing. shocking. I, 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 that is so shocking to me. Yep. I mean, well, see, EA's got the, got the fan base, I'll say, that all the games they happen to release just happen to have the right fan base where they'll buy a shitty game just because it came out. That's SimCity? Hooray! <laughs> they outsold Black Ops 2, for God's sake. Which is surprising, actually. Uh, and our final topic of the day, um, the creator of Minecraft... Mr. Persons, Notch himself. Notch himself was actually voted the second most influential person on the Time 100 online poll, right behind the Egyptian leader. Is this big news? So, I mean, I, I, let's take a step back and say, Minecraft, without a doubt, you can't find a child now that doesn't mm-hmm. have the game on his Xbox, his phone, his father's tablet, his mother's tablet, and then has somehow downloaded it to a school computer. I mean, um, it, it, it's the most prevalent game. Mm. Quite, no question about it. When you take Legos and then you put them online and make it virtual, that it's a license to print money. How many I mean, extra it, hours have we just sat on the couch? And just <sighs> built stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's Doo-doo. a very zen game. Uh, it's really a unique experience. Um, unfortunately, because I, I think everybody knows this, the, the online poll is <laughs> Okay, Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> the online poll is uh, but, if he was number two um, in the paper, in the magazine, then it'd be something else. Right. However, yeah, I think we all know the, the online polls. Well, this is gamers voting for a yeah, gamer. Exactly. Now, to be fair, it still makes sense, especially in the medium, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's write that guy in. Oh, we're going to go to the uh, to the uh, final content. Mm-hmm. Showing off or plug-in Steam Greenlight tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam Greenlight, if you're not familiar with it, uh, Steam Greenlight is all about... Indie games. So you're going to be able to have a lot of indie producers being able to come out and start releasing things into content they wouldn't usually get published in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not requiring medium like Kickstarter or funding like that. They've already got the games completed. They just need somebody to release them into it. Uh, give, it a, give it a look. Uh, go on to Steam. It's a new category they've got. They've had it running a while now. Their last big batch just came through. There's some great little games in there. Uh, give it a shot. They've got some good things to look at, especially yeah. if you're just looking for something cheap but something fun to play that's not built by a AAA studio. Because you know what? You don't have to have $100 million to make a good game. God. Time to find out what we messed up. Kirby. All right, guys. Well, uh, not as bad as last week, but, you know, it's a little bit better. 
Uh, so Crytek's president is actually Savat Yearly. Um, I don't know who you made a reference to earlier. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I called him Tom McShay. And the reason I said Tom McShay is because that's the editor that wrote a uh, response article to Survive Yearly. So I could not have been more wrong in any way, shape, or form. It's okay. We all can't be perfect like, you know, Kirby here. So um, in reference to Higgins, uh, m referencing Call of Duty and SimCity 5 and Black Ops 2 had the same sales figures, he could not be more wrong. Um, Black Ops 2 in 15 days made $1 billion, and SimCity 5 made $1 million. That's, a, so. that, that's, a, that's the letter. You know what? It's, that, that's what that is. It's close. B does come before M. It's true. But, you know, not, um, not that, this time, though. That is no way close. And then an uh, interesting fact that I'd just like to bring up, because we were talking about uh, DLC in day one, um, that due to inflation and video game costs, a NES game that cost $35 25 years ago um, is equal to a $70 Xbox or PlayStation 3 game with DLC Day 1. So just keep that in mind when you're buying those special edition games. So, Thank you very much, Kirby. We appreciate that. Well, for Master Higgins and Kirby, I'm Blaster Master, and we'll let you get back to your game.